Welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Yeah, that's right. The Flyers did win the Stanley Cup in 1974, and one can only hope that uh, with the players we have this year, we can do it again. Hey, it's good to have you aboard. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Smith. Good to have you here for the first podcast of Flyers Weekly. It's been a little bit of a long time coming, and uh, we kind of got held up from the baseball season, and uh, not a bad thing. We cover uh, Phillies baseball here as well, and uh, we kind of got... Uh, Kind of got caught up in that whole race there, so definitely a good thing. But uh, glad you were able to, to hold it out here, and uh, I'm glad to, that, that you joined us here for the first edition of Flyers Weekly. Uh, again, I'm, I'm your host, Chris Smith, and uh, we are Beyond Media East Broadcasting. And uh, just a quick background on what we do here. We're basically uh, an organization we started earlier this year, and uh, our goal is to cover uh, Philadelphia sports, primarily baseball and hockey, the two sports that I'm most familiar with and the, the two sports that I follow the most at that being uh, the NHL and Major League Baseball. So this is this is our shot here at the Philadelphia Flyers podcast, and I think everything will go out really well. I've gotten some really good, uh, really good emails. Uh, since we've had the, uh, the 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 promo up on iTunes and uh, people looking and wondering where the podcast is at and things like that, well, here we are. We're going to get things rolling, and uh, by all means, we're very fan friendly. Uh, so if you have suggestions, you have comments for the show, send them our way. Flyersweekly at gmail dot com is our email address. Of course, our homepage right now is philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com Hopefully, in the next couple of months, whoever thinks centered on one web page, you know, Phillies baseball, Flyers hockey, and uh, we'll be able to have uh, more information in one page, make it easier to get to. But for right now, it's Philadelphia flyersweekly.blogspot.com for our homepage and flyersweekly at gmail.com. So, by all means, send us your emails. Let me know what you think about the show. And, uh, We'll go from there. Obviously, if you send send me any sort of takes that you may have too on anybody, uh, we're going to cover uh, some NHL news here as well uh, on Flyers Weekly, as well as covering the entire Flyers organization. So, anything you got, send it my way. I'll make sure I give you a shout out here on the podcast. Hey, I want to get right into it here. I don't want to waste any any time uh, getting to the to the year of the Flyers because there's a lot to go over, and we're going to try to catch up on some lost time here. I wanted to start out the the first Flyers podcast by kind of going over some of the rule changes and just just highlighting on some of the ones on some of the changes I think they're going to have the most effect uh, throughout this year uh, in the NHL, and not only on the Flyers, but of course on, on every other every other team as well in the NHL. Um, some of the some of the changes the NHL has put into place are starting with the lines, um, and uh, the two-line passes are now legal as the center and red line have been ignored for offsides purposes. So you make those two-line passes. Uh, I saw the other night in the, in, in the Flyers game where uh, Robert Esch had actually passed from 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 the Flyers from the Flyers defensive zone the whole way down uh, to the, across both blue across across both blue lines red line of course there too and uh, had set up a uh, a Mike Richards uh, a goal and that was a really cool thing to see so uh, I, as long as you're on as long as you don't jump uh, jump the blue line uh, you, you know you can have those three line passes or or two line passes and they're not going to call it. 
Um, the blue lines were also moved closer together, uh, I believe, two feet. Um, and uh, they were they were moved closer to the red line two feet. And then, of course, the red line, the goal line, was moved back two feet. So an additional four feet of attack of, of attacking uh, area for the teams should make it quite interesting. Um, also, the, the, we mentioned the goal lines there were moved uh, two feet. Uh, the width of the blue line uh, and the red line was unchanged. Those, those, the widths there of those lines in the middle were have not been changed. Um, as far as the goaltenders go, there's a lot of changes in goalie equipment, and the dimensions of the uh, goaltender equipment was reduced approximately 11 percent. Um, and there's all sorts of uh, reductions in, uh, in uh, I believe in like uh, in like the the leg pads, the blocking glove, uh, the, the pants and jersey were also reduced in size. I think um, one inch um, on each of those on on the leg pads, the glove, the upper body protector, pants and jersey uh, were all reduced by an inch, um, and a few other things there too. So trying to get a premium there on uh, maybe some more goal scoring. And you know the NHL was off for a year, and we all know that uh, Gary Bettman's job and every Everyone else's uh, job at this point is to get people interested in the NHL again. And uh, w the best way to do that is, of course, get some high-scoring games going. Keep the game moving. And you see all these rules into effect now where, you know, you can... You can uh, you can pass uh, pass across two uh, uh, across two lines. Uh, they're going to wave off. By the way, they're going to wave off icing too, as long as it's not an, an intentional uh, attempt to clear their zone. So, if for example, you know, if you have uh, a, a pass that was missed by a player and it ends up going the whole way down to the other end of the ice, uh, as long as it wasn't. Um, it wasn't an intentional clear they're going to wave off that icing so that's another issue there where the, everyone's working to keep the game rolling and rolling smooth um on that icing also uh touch icing remains in effect but linesmen will be given the will give, be given more discretion to wave off infractions if they are deemed the result of a long or attempted pass so that's basically summing up what i was just saying right there um and of course we mentioned the goalie equipment there um instigation penalties interesting situation here and uh, obviously the the league trying to cut down on maybe some unnecessary fighting going on um, player who instigates a fight in the final five minutes of a game will receive a game misconduct and an automatic one game suspension in addition the length of suspension would double for each additional incident the player's coach will also be fined ten thousand um, dollars and a penalty that would double for each reoccurrence so uh, again the nhl looking to, to crack down some unnecessary fighting and some unnecessary takes going on probably at the end of the games and things like that and uh, players seeking retaliation uh so that's not going to be happening anymore well it, it probably will still be happening but the penalties for doing that are much greater and the players are going to have obviously going to have to have to be on the lookout for that so um my opinion on that uh um, you know, hockey's hockey, and fighting is part of hockey. If you're going to try to try to reduce that, um, and I don't think they're necessarily trying to reduce the amount of fighting that's going on, but they're trying to make it a little bit more, trying to keep away from the, the unnecessary things going on. I still think it's a little bit, uh, you know, I, I can't say I agree with this one. Um, and uh, if you're trying to get people back into sport, let's all face it. You know, fighting is one of the main things that people go after hockey for. They want to watch hockey. They want to see fights. Um, and you're going to try to take away some of this, some of this, these retaliation battles late in games as, as we see so often. Uh, so you won't, probably won't see those very often because of the penalties. So my opinion, probably, 
probably I, I would have left to go. Hey, if I was in Gary Bettman's spot, I would have said, hey, look, you know what? If, 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 if there's going to be a retaliation fight or there's going to be a payback fight, then let it go. Um, but uh, in order, I guess, to clean it up a little bit more, maybe uh, maybe that's what they're looking to do is is, is to keep uh, keep the unnecessary fighting at a minimum. Um, as far as uh, some of the other calling goes, as far as the officiating goes, a zero tolerance on interference, hooking, and holding. Um, and I saw this come into effect uh, a couple uh, in the game that the, the Flyers were televised this week. The Flyers were uh, televised on their Thursday night game in which they won against the uh, the Devils. And uh, you could see that there, there, there really was a little, every little hold and every little hook was was really called. Um, and th there's not going to be a whole lot of that going on. A lot of players that did get called for that were very surprised. I think there's going to be a lot of adjusting to do. And you're going to see when you watch the games this, 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 uh, this year, you're going to see, you know, every little hook, every little hold is going to be called those players are going to sit for two minutes and uh, there's going to be a, a lot of surprise players and probably a lot of upset players uh, probably g getting called for what they think might be minor infractions but th they are going to uh, they, they are going to be penalties um, also another interesting thing goalies who play the puck behind the goal line but outside the designated puck handling area will be called will be called for a delay of game now you, you ever see the, the games if you saw a game so far this year you'll know that there's a trapezoid um, area behind the goaltender, behind the net, um, and there are two lines on either side of the goal behind the net uh, that, that ended the red line. The, the goaltender is only allowed to play the puck in that area. This, what this rule is basically saying is if the goaltender travels outside of that area uh, and they handle the puck outside of that area, it's going to be a delay of game penalty. Uh, so that is, what I, I believe what that, what, that, what that rule is attempting to do is keep uh, the goaltender behind their own net. They're not allowed to skate out anymore and shoot the puck around the boards way down to the other end um, so you know something there to, to keep in mind it's definitely going to going to restrict the uh, the flow not the flow of the game at all but it's going to definitely restrict the the, the, the flow of the goaltender when they get in the behind uh, their, their own goal and we've seen in the past where they were able to skate out and of course shoot the, the puck around the boards it's not going to happen like that anymore so you're going to see I think a lot more players probably charging when the goalie's out of his crease, he's behind the net in that trapezoid, uh, and he doesn't have anywhere to go, you're going to see a lot more uh, players on the move probably charging the goaltender and uh, trying to trying to steal the puck away and uh, wrap it around in front. So that will be interesting to see what happens there. And sportsmanlike conduct, cutting down on this again too. Uh, the league will review and assess fines of players who dive, embellish a, a fall or reaction, or who fake an injury in an attempt to draw a penalty. So we know the unsportsmanlike conduct rule has been in effect in the NHL for quite some time. Players who uh, over-exaggerate or try to draw penalties... Uh, they're cracking down that even more. Uh, the first such incident will bring on a warning letter. The second will result in a $1,000 fine, and the third will result in a $2,000 fine. The fourth will result in a one-game suspension. Um, so th this is a zero tolerance, obviously, with unsportsmanlike conduct. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's pretty harsh. Um, I don't really know what to say about that. Um, you know, we went from... I guess a two-minute minor uh, to the player um, getting a warning letter on the first offense, a thousand dollar fine on the second, a two thousand dollar fine on the third, and a one-game suspension on the fourth. So, um, obviously, Gary Bettman trying to cut down on uh, players trying to draw penalties by diving, uh, you know, faking an injury, things like that. So, won't. Um, won't see any of that. Also, they, they also mentioned that uh, public complaints or derogatory, derogatory comments toward the game also will result in a fine. So I'm going to cut down on players uh, 
you know, I'm sure bad talking about their uh, other teams or other players or even the NHL. Hadn't heard a whole lot of that in the past, but uh, if there is any, that will uh, that will be handled uh, and probably result in a fine for that player. Um, that would probably just about do it for a lot of the changes. Of course, um, th- there's a lot of little changes that have gone on, um, and um, we'll try to we'll try to bring you up to date on those um, as we learn more of those. There's so many little ones. One change I did I do want to mention here. I did forget. Um, any player who shoots the puck directly over the glass in his defending zone will be penalized for delay of game. Um, previously, only goalies were penalized for that infraction. So, and you've seen that many times in the past too, where uh, you know the teams on a on a power player trying to defend a power play shorthanded and you see a player shoot you usually don't see it then because you end up with a face off in your own zone but you'll still see players trying to shoot the puck up over uh, the glass might maybe stop the clock um, or if you know if, uh, if 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 a team needs a line change things like that um, that won't happen anymore you know, or if it does there will be a penalty uh, for that uh, so just another change there to pass along to you I'm going to take a quick ID break um, and we're going to come back and we're going to do a preview for the Philadelphia Flyers this year and see what kind of players, uh, see what new players are here and see um, see uh, see who's here from, from last, from two seasons ago when the Flyers uh, had a run to the Stanley Cup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll be right back after this. Your home for Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Phillies podcast. WBME Broadcasting Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now back to more Flyers Weekly with your host, Chris Smith. Well, welcome back to Flyers Weekly, the very first Flyers Weekly, inaugural Flyers Weekly podcast. Good to have you here. I'm Chris Smith. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. PhiladelphiaFlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. Make sure you check those out. We'll be building the homepage up as time goes on. And of course, uh, email, very uh, interactive here. So if you have any thoughts, suggestions, or you just want to check in and uh, you want to you don't like the podcast you want it to change let me know you think i'm a complete lunatic that's hey that's fine too just let me know flyersweekly at gmail.com is the email address and that's open 24 7 i'll get back to you as soon as i can if it requires a response that is well as we look at the uh, flyers team for uh, the upcoming 2005 2006 series of course many of you already know that uh, a lot of the the big names are gone, and uh, you're looking at Jeremy Roenick is gone, John Leclerc gone, Mark Recchi, a lot of players who uh, who played a big role uh, in the uh, 2004 playoff uh, uh, shot or Stanley Cup final uh, shot that we had against the uh, Lightning are are gone. And uh, at first, when you first hear that, you may think, "Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the Philadelphia Flyers? You uh, lost a lot of key players." However. The reason those players are gone is because of some of the salary cap um, uh, limitations that they have now, and it, they needed to go to open up uh, spots for guys like Darian Hatcher, for guys like Peter Forsberg. So we have some, so it's two guys with some, you know, a defenseman, a forward uh, with some some excellent NHL experience, and I'm excited to see Peter Forsberg this year. Of course, excited to see Darian Hatcher this year. Saw him at on the game. Uh, this past Thursday night, I can't against the uh, New Jersey Devils, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what those two can bring. But I, I think the thing I've noticed most 
watching the game on Thursday, the young kids, guys like Mike Richards, uh, guys like R.J. Umberger, guys like uh, Jeff Carter, you know, watching those guys on Thursday and watching those guys play, they remind me a lot of some great young players. And you're talking way back with guys like Wayne Gretzky, lights of him. Uh, people have have have. Uh, have described uh, Mike Richards as a young Bob Clark. I, I see qualities of many players in these guys and these youngsters, and uh, it was good to see those guys. And Mike Richards scored the goal on Thursday, and it was good to see them um, uh, really, really being able to help the team out. Uh, and and, and uh, it, it really shows the Flyers have a great future in those players. Peter Forsberg is back. Uh, he did miss some time. They, he did have a, a minor surgery on his ankle. Um, and uh, that was uh, to remove a burst of sack, and he is back. He did play on Saturday, I believe, was his first game against the Dev or against the, the Capitals, the Washington Capitals. And uh, Forsberg did have a goal on Saturday, and I think um, Hitchcock had said that they wanted to definitely get Peter in, in one preseason game, obviously before the, the preseason was over, and, and they were able to do that so he could get some fresh, he could get some work, some work in, and uh, get a good workout. Uh, and he did score a goal on on Saturday, and, and the Flyers won that game by the way in a shootout. Um, I think it was was seven to six. And um, guy you don't hear much from, Stefan Ruzica, uh, who is one of their prospects, and he uh, spent a lot of time in the Ontario Hockey League last year. I get, I'm assuming he's probably going to play for the fan. They're going to send him down to the Phantoms this year. Um, he scored the game winner in the shootout, and um, it's good, uh, good game, good come from behind victory actually on Saturday. The, I think the Flyers were down five to one and th heading into the third period. Uh, goals from John Sim. We'll talk a little bit about him. Uh, Yanni Pickenin and Peter Forsberg also had a goal, like we mentioned, and. Um, Great job to the Flyers coming back there on Saturday for the preseason game. Of course, their first regular season game, I believe, is this Wednesday, and they open up against the New York Rangers. And that is the home opener uh, for the Flyers, and that will happen this Wednesday. Of course, that is on OLN, the Outdoor Life Network, uh, at 7 o'clock. Um, if you're from the Philly area, it's uh, it's uh, simulcast on WIP 610 uh Philly sports, of course, you're very familiar with that. 6:10 a.m. Uh, so this this uh, Wednesday, home opener for the Flyers, and uh, you're looking. You talked about let's mention John Sim and uh, some of these new players, these youngsters that that, uh, that we start hearing a lot about, like a John Sim. And uh, a lot of people say that John Sim was uh, somewhat of a journeyman, 27 uh, year old player who spent last year with the Phantoms. He really came into his own last year when he was with the Phantoms. Uh, scored 35 goals last year. Uh, Ken Hitchcock actually coached John. Sim back when uh, back when he was with the Dallas Stars a couple years ago. Um, Hitchcock said uh, John Sim has become a, a greatly improved player. He's able to cover both ends of the ice efficiently, and he's able his mental game has expanded. Uh, Hitchcock said, and he's able to he's able to picture his his duties out there on the ice much better. I guess Sim had a, an issue with with focusing on. When w too small of an area on the ice at once, and now that he's kind of opened up, uh, opened up the offensive uh, area a little bit more uh, mentally, he's able to see things a little bit better, and uh, he's been getting a lot more. Uh, a lot more chances and uh, a lot more goals this preseason. Left winger John Sim, 27 years old, um, and he led the, he led the Phantoms in goals scored last year with 35, and he was second in points with 61. So something someone to keep your eye on there. John Sim um, should be a, uh, should be an interesting player. I'm not sure how the lines are going to set up right now. Um, of course, um, with uh, with Peter Forsberg back now, and um, I think they're still missing. They're going to be missing Sammy Kapanen for a while. Sammy Kapanen. 
is going to be out with a, uh, a torn uh, a torn rotator cuff in his right shoulder. Um, he did have surgery to repair this shoulder, and um, I guess um, it's probably going to be probably not till next month or maybe beginning of November uh, until uh, or, or later this month, I should say, or even halfway through November till uh, Sammy Captain is able to get back um, back into the team, and uh, so that's kind of a frustrating situation there as far as Sammy Kapanen being out, but again, the, the young players have really filled in well. You have Mike Richards, and you spend some time with Mike Richards, and you played junior hockey for the most part last year. Uh, he was a first-round draft pick of the Flyers, I think in a 2002-2003 draft, something like that. Um, Last year, though, they, they brought him up uh, for the, the, the play the, uh, the the play the Calder Cup uh, for the Phantoms, and uh, in uh, 14 games last year during the playoffs, uh, Mike Richards uh, seven goals, eight assists, 15 total points, and uh, 28 pen penalty minutes. And uh, you saw Mike Richards. Uh, if you saw the game on Thursday, uh, Richards had a goal, and he looks good. He's one of those kids that remind you of a lot of young greats, and uh, it's just the way he moves out there. He's a strong kid. He stands up for himself. He's smart. He's at the right place at the right time and uh, you, you can tell you can tell by watching that uh, that he's got a lot of potential and uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see a player like Mike Richards develop uh, you're also looking at a guy like like uh, Jeff Carter too let's not forget him he also I think played in the Ontario Hockey League last year junior hockey and uh, they brought him up to the Phantoms uh, for the postseason last year when they were going for the Calder Cup uh, Jeff Carter played in 21 games for the Phantoms last year 12 goals 11 assists 23 total points and two penalty minutes minutes. Uh, so these guys are keys. Uh, we, we saw uh, Jeff Carter uh, again play, play, uh, play a role in the game on Thursday as well. We saw uh, Mike Richards score a goal in the game on, on Thursday and uh, those are the kids that uh, I'm excited to watch. There's also um, a, a, an interesting story here. R.J. Umbarger, 22-year-old right now, played at Ohio State while he was finishing college. You don't hear this very often. But he was actually drafted, I guess, uh, um, Right out of right out of high school, I guess I'm trying to figure out here. I guess he was named Central Collegiate Hockey Association's Rookie of the Year during his freshman year at Ohio State. In his third season, he was named the uh, all to the All Conference First Team and was a finalist for both the uh, Player of the Year and the uh, Hobie Baker Award, which is the highest nationwide honor for a college player. And uh, RJ last year uh, for the Phantoms in the playoffs, 21 games, three goals, seven assists, and uh, 10 points, 12 penalty minutes, and. Uh, Another again, another guy that I noticed, um, and he's a center uh, that I noticed on, on, on Thursday's game. That um, a very smart guy, very smart player, and uh, you don't see a whole lot of guys like this coming out of Ohio State. But uh, he seemed to be right at the right place at the right time, and uh, it was it was it was definitely interesting to see a guy, a youngster like R.J. Umbarger and a couple of these other guys really doing a great job uh, for the Flyers uh, out there. Names that are familiar uh, to you, of course. Uh, Donald Brashear, uh, Yanni Pickinen, um, and of course the, uh, the the great duo back there on defense. You have Eric Desjardins, Chris Terrian is back this year, uh, uh, Mike Rathje, um, and uh, some just some, some some veterans too. You know, you you, you, you don't get by uh, with all these young kids. Obviously, they've been a big help, but. Um, and you're looking at some veterans, and um, you're looking at uh, Turner Stevenson, Mike Newble, uh, Brian Savage, who was signed right as camp was starting, I think. And Brian Savage, uh, another one of those guys, kind of a kind of a journeyman type player. Um, 
they signed him. Like I said, they signed him. The, signed him earlier this year uh, when uh, Sammy Kapanen went down. They the Flyers felt that he was a really good goal scorer in the NHL. He's got good speed. He's a skilled hockey player. It's according to Bob Clark, um, he didn't play during the 2004-2005 season. Um, he did play the season before he got he recorded 16 goals and 16 assists and 32 points for the for the Coyotes and the Blues and uh, so he's a vet, he's a veteran player he's been around about 11 NHL seasons um, um, for Brian Savage and uh, he'll be able to fit in and uh, hopefully work out well for the Flyers and their veteran presence uh, to the uh, to the line of course Peter Forsberg been around for quite a while uh, a while Darian Hatcher's been around for quite a while. Uh, so hopefully those guys will be able to uh, to, to help the youngsters out and uh, get them moving along. In goal, you're looking at Robert Esch is is, is returning, and uh, the the backup. This is going to be an interesting to watch this this year because Robert Esch is going to be there, but um, also Nidamaki, Antero Nidamaki, uh, which was uh, he, he was a full time uh, Phantoms uh, goalie last couple years, and uh, he is going to stay with uh, the Flyers this year, and uh, he is going to be the backup to Robert Esch. And uh, you know Nidamaki had great performance. Uh, down the stretch, of course, for um, uh, for the Phantoms when they won the Calder Cup last year. If you remember the year before, when oh, for the, for the Flyers, he he was uh, he played in a couple games when Esh was out, and he did a great job, a super job. Um, if you remember back that far, and uh, it'll be good to see uh, Nidamaki coming in, and uh, it will, it's it, it's good to see that we have a solid backup uh, in goalie, and we all know that's kind of a, an area that the the Flyers have struggled in in the past. You know, of course, bringing <laughs> I remember a couple years ago when Hextall came back and things like that. They kind of struggled through it. Uh, kind of struggled through it. So uh, it's good to see that line up there. A couple other guys that might sound familiar to you: right winger Bronco Radovojevic is back. Um, Keith Primo, of course, the captain. Uh, haven't seen him play yet. He is nursing a contusion on his shoulder. They say that he was at practice and uh, going through some drills. He apparently stepped on. Uh, uh, they, they see stuff on Esch's skate, and he fell into the boards and, and hit his shoulder or something like that. So I uh, he hadn't played. I don't think he, I don't think he'd played Friday or Saturday. Uh, I know he didn't play Thursday. Um, so I'm not sure exactly the the, the status on on uh, on uh, Keith Primo. I'm sure he'll be ready for Wednesday's game. Uh, but uh, he must have really hit the shoulder hard. He said it was a contusion of his shoulder. Um, so we'll see what happens there as far as uh, Keith Primo goes. Key player, I'm telling you, Keith Primo. Without Keith Primo, this team doesn't get it done. Sorry, I mean, just because not just because he's the captain, because I think the the, the presence he brings uh, to the club every time he's out there on the ice. Um, so without him, again, the team doesn't get it done this year. There's no Jeremy Rolnick to fall back against. There's no John LeClaire who's going to fight out every single play, veteran player there too. You know, you have a lot of youngsters, and youngsters are going to look to guys like Keith Primo. Uh, we mentioned him. We mentioned, um, of course, Darren Hatcher, guys like that. They're going to look to him. They're going to look to those guys, and uh, they're going to look for, look for guidance. And uh, again, without Keith Primo, this club doesn't get it done. Dennis Seidenberg, not quite sure if he's going to stay up with uh, the Flyers or, gonna, or he's going to flip flop back and forth between the Phantoms this year. I'd imagine he would stay up, defenseman there. Um, and uh, a couple other names, just looking down the roster here. That uh, 
that's pretty much it. Uh, some youngsters on their uh, on the prospect list. I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm sure a lot of the youngsters that are playing now uh, that you're seeing will probably end up with the uh, Phantoms organization as uh, Ken Hitchcock gets the gets the lines together um, this this uh, this preseason, and uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, the injuries to 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 Forsberg and, and Primo haven't helped either. Of course, uh, Simone Gagne uh, being back, it's always a big thing. It's always a big plus uh, for Simone being back. So it'll be interesting, to, again, to see how uh, how the lines play in um, to, uh, to, he- to to Ken Hitchcock's um, play this year. Of course, you'll, you'll ke- Hitchcock's one of those guys, too, which you, you, you can't you, you can't depend on the line staying the same. He likes to mix it up matchups uh, against teams and, and, f- and flip-flopping lines. We know that Ken Hitchcock likes to do that and likes to match up uh, different players with, with different lines and things like that. So it'll be interesting against the uh, against the Rangers, how he handle, how he decides to handle that. And again, like we mentioned, a lot of the other young youngsters out there. Uh, we mentioned um, uh, Ruzica, and uh, I'm not sure who else. Uh, I think I saw Jeff Carter was up also uh, for a short time. I'm not sure if he's going to stay. Um, and just some a lot of youngsters out there. They'll probably end up with the Phantoms organization this year, and uh, we'll see what happens there with those. Well, that's going to just about do it for me for the first, the very first inaugural podcast for the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll be back next week, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a review of the uh, Rangers game. Uh, the Flyers also play the Devils on Friday, and we'll be back next week uh, to review those games. And uh, hopefully, we'll have some more news from around the NHL. Well, we will have some more news from around the NHL at that point. We'll be able to pass along to you, and uh, we'll of course be able to have some more in-depth news for you from the Philadelphia Flyers organization and we'll be able to pass on to you. If you come across anything or, uh, you know, again, we're, we're, our, our basic, uh, you know, plan here is to get information out to you uh, so you can listen to in your car, listen to it, uh, you, you know, while you're doing things around the house. It's a podcast, you, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's portable. You take it with you. So when you're doing things that, uh, you know, you can't do anything else and you're able to listen that's what we're doing here and we're hopefully able to to gather a lot of information from around uh the newspapers and local press and the internet and we're able to pull those all into one for you and provide those uh to you uh for each weekly podcast so by all means if there's something that you see that we're missing send it our way if there's uh, suggestions to better the show send them our way we'll make sure that uh, i'll make sure i get right back to you and uh we'll definitely we'll, we'll try anything here how about that and of course as the weeks go along Long. We'll get a lot more organized here, and we'll get things rolling a lot more smoothly uh, here for Flyers Weekly. So I want to thank you very much for joining me. Again, I'm Chris Smith, and uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly.